Yeah, what you need to know is being brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Beto is in for Sedano. Sedano is on the broadcast tonight of the Western Conference Finals Game 1. So if you're going to stay tuned and listen in, which we hope you will, you'll hear Sedano tonight. And Funchy is in today for Laura. Funch, how we doing, pal? Good, man. How are you? Doing great. Glad to have you here today. Miss you too, buddy. I saw saw your uh, antics on uh, TikTok with your McDonald's stuff, man. Oh, see? Beto, somebody saw my TikTok video. Okay, that's what happens when you post. People that follow you see it. Yeah. Like, ooh. He's, he's fun, I know, but man. I got like 50 followers on TikTok. I'm new. Hey, you never guy. know. Everything can go viral, man. Right. Right. Good for so, you, Cap. I'm, thanks, I'm, buddy. All right, so uh, here's what you need to know. In another McDonald's story, uh, TMZ had a story today about Steve Gortsky from Wisconsin who has a claim to fame of eating a Big Mac a day since May 17th, 1972. That's right. He just hit the 50-year mark yesterday. So for 50 years, this dude's been eating a Big Mac every day, at least a Big Mac. Uh, Back in uh, 2018, Gorski got into Guinness Book of World Records as he downed his 30,000 Big Macs. So I'm guessing today he's up to 33,000 Big Macs. Now, the crazy thing, guys, is that he's a very thin man. He said he burns off all the Big Macs he eats every day. He walks, he runs, and does all that kind of stuff. Cap, do you think you can eat the same thing every day for 50 years? I do not. I don't think I can do it. I really don't. I mean, even if it was, like, healthy and clean, you know, and if you told me, hey, here's grilled chicken, here's a nice salad, this is a healthy meal, you're going to eat the same thing every single day, even if I love it, I don't think I could eat the same thing every day for 50 years. And, by the way, I've read about this guy before because you're right, Funch. A couple years ago when he broke the record and he got into the Guinness Book of World Records, I was I like was fascinated by the guy, so I kind of did some research, but this is going back a couple of years. And I guess he used to go into the McDonald's, he would buy them and freeze them. So it's not like he went into oh. McDonald's every day and got a new one. Whoa. Yeah, I know. Well, you got like right? 20 of them or something and just freeze them? Yeah. Whatever? Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. Got them fresh, don't you think? Got them fresh, man. Yeah. That, that uh, was it, Thousand Island sauce, whatever it is. So delicious, fantastic. Uh, remember when you upgraded from the Happy Meal? To the Big Mac. Do you remember that, Funch? Yeah, I think I was about 10 or something. I was like man. in fourth grade. Yeah. I remember this. Because in elementary, Carson Street Elementary, if you were a student of the month, and I was a, a few times, you know, we'll shout out Miss Myron at Carson Street Elementary. Shout out Miss Myron. Yeah. Uh, I, w- you would be able to go to McDonald's and you would tell them, give them their student of the month award certificate and you get a Happy Meal. So on Sundays, that was our reward. We go to McDonald's after church at Holy Family in Wilmington. We show up, and mind you, Cap, there's seven kids, so probably about five of us would be going to church because the older two were able to get away. Mm-hmm. So myself and my two younger sisters, we knew Happy Meal. Then one day, I felt brave. I said, nah, I'm going to try the Big Mac. Went after it. Didn't finish it. Had to go back to the Happy Meal, right? <laughs> and then a few months later, went back in fifth grade. I had the Happy Meal for the first time. felt accomplished. Crushed it. That's when you know step towards manhood, when you're able to knock down a Happy Meal and then upgrade to the Big Mac. There it is right there. That was for me, Cap. But could I have everything, the same meal every day, Cap Funch? Nah. But every Mexican out there will know, a Mexican mom always tells you, hay frijoles en la casa. There's beans in the house every single day. So could I eat something every day? Yeah, probably some refried beans. No problem. Let me tell you something about Big Macs. I remember also being a kid. I was probably about 9 or 10 years old, and I would go to work with my grandfather. 
And um, I was like, Grandpa, can't we go to McDonald's, please, for lunch today? And he's like, okay, let's go to McDonald's one day for lunch. And I had my first Big Mac because I'd seen those commercials, two all-beef patty, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions on a sesame seed bun. Yeah, I was like, yeah, the I, I got to have one of those. Worked. Yeah, right. And if you remember back in the day, Beto, the um, – the Big Mac would come in like a styrofoam com- container, not oh, these yeah, that's like right, that's right, right. I don't not, remember that. But not yeah, like okay. these cardboard containers that you get now, you know. Wait, was and, it like a white container? I feel like it was like a little off white because okay, each each like one had a different because like the fillet of fish had blue. like a light blue, yeah. right? And the quarter pounder with cheese had its yellow? own like yeah, that was yellow. All right. And the and the Big Mac was kind of like a brown container. Hey, man, you know? McDonald's is good. Oh, anyways, back to your grandpa. What did he tell you? Well, so he said to me, "Go, okay, let's do it. So we went to McDonald's. I had my first Big Mac, like you were saying. He goes, be prepared. You're going to go to sleep. You're not going to work the rest of the day because my grandfather was an electrician. So I was out on the road with him, you know, and I was crawling through little spaces that my grandfather didn't want to get into back then. And he was right. I mean, it put me to sleep as a little kid. The other day when I stopped at McDonald's, and by the way, Funch, I'm glad you saw my review of the crispy chicken sandwich on, on my TikTok account. Um, I was this close. I was this close to having a Big Mac. And you want to know in my sick mind what I was thinking to myself? I was like, you know, that third piece of bread, you got the top, you got the bottom, but they separate everything with that third piece of bread. I really should be watching what I'm going to eat. So I'm not going to have the Big Mac because that one slice of bread, I don't want those extra carbs. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, that one piece of bread right there, yeah. Cap. So you know Ooh. what I did, Beto? I had the get a I, diet coke too while you're at it. I had the deluxe chicken sandwich with all that mayo all over it on a fried chicken breast. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but the bread is gone. Oh, no carb. Yeah, well done. Only two pieces of bread, not three. Oh yeah, there it is. You're you're a machine. I'm on a diet. Yeah, Sunday Swagger, watch out. I'm Medium. on a diet. I'm telling you right now, yeah. I had the, I had the crispy chicken sandwich with all that mayo rather than the Big Mac. Oh I'm on a diet. Mayo? You can still eat mayo. Um, yeah, there was a lot of mayo you on the sandwich. You don't eat mayo, Beto, and nah, like an elote man. or something? Mayo is nasty. Nah, I don't, I, 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 Funch, I'm in my 40s now. Heartburn is for real. Uh, <laughs> I don't, like, like when the elote lady goes by my mom's house, I'll see it, and I'll order, and I'll get it, and I'm like, ah, no tanto, just a little bit, just a little bit, the tajin, just a little bit. Uh, like, I don't, I just don't eat, like, one, one day a week, I just get all, like, salty and, like, forget the, you know, cholesterol, let's go, but most of the time, I'm pretty good. All right, well, there you go. That's what you need to know. Being brought to you by Morago Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. All right, we were in the middle of a discussion about people. It was who... not a discussion. You wrong. Well, right, because you guys were, like, so incredibly, immediately so judgmental. You know? I mean, you I were feel. You judgmental one. I feel like I am in the majority here. You're the people... judgmental. You're judging a dude for what he's wearing. Let the guy I'm be. Say- I'm saying that if you have a skin condition on your arm, and it's as obvious as, you know, I mean, it's, it's blatantly right there. You should not be wearing a sleeveless shirt on a plane because your arm might touch somebody else's arm. Why would you put your psoriasis all over my arm? And I, you, but see, you're, you're changing the story around. Why? What's the, what's because the change? Because it started with that, then it went, oh, no, you have to cover up when you're on a plane. So well, I is, do. I cover up. Look, you, no, you said people should not wear sleeveless shirts on the plane. When they, when they oh, have a skin condition... They. They should not do that. When they? Because you know why, Beto? It's called caring about other people. But it's, what it's, it, about, what, what it's it, about not being selfish. Like, oh, the world's about me. I don't care if my psoriasis gets all over your arm. You don't know? You just don't know? What don't I know? What if the shirt irritates it and now he's going to be sitting there scratching for three hours? That's fine. Let him scratch. But what if he doesn't wear the shirt and he's nice and calm? 
Well, listen, we were sitting there, and there's an armrest between us, and now we're battling over the armrest, and once his arm, with all that skin condition, touched the, the thing, that's it. It's his, not mine. Okay. So, he won. <laughs> <laughs> what is the problem here, Cap? What is the problem? The problem is, is that people it. should you know be what? polite. I'm going to start doing that, man. I'm just going to show up, tank top, and let's go. Let's you know go. what I'm going to do? What? I'm, I'm going to put arms all over. Hair. Yeah. All right, I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to show up in a tank top. No, you're, you're, no deodorant. I'm going to go for a no, run no, before okay, I get in the flight, and I'm going to stink to high hell. But no, it's okay. No, no, it's not because you're going to be uncomfortable, Cap. Mm. You're, you're going to be uncomfortable. You know it. Yeah. You know it. You can't do this. Am I alone on this for real? Like, am I really this wrong? 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. I mean, come on. There's got to be a little bit of etiquette when you fly, no? There, no, no, okay. See, now you're changing it around. Should there be etiquette? Yes. 100%. But if they're not doing it, right, the guy, your, your complaint is the guy was sleeveless. Right and and had a skin condition that could have touched other people. But you don't me. even know the details of what he had. It was gross. It was disgusting, and it was an open wound. Okay, just getting worse as the afternoon goes on. Here's See, David Cap, and Brea. If you would have brought that up in the beginning, yeah, then the story changes, the perspective changes. You started off with the guy was sleeveless. Yeah, that's right. Rude. You're like throwing in details at the end. All right, hold on. Here's David and Brea. David, uh, you're on the air here on 710 ESPN on Sedano and Cap. Beto's in for Sedano. Jump in on this conversation, David. Yeah, Cap, Beto's absolutely 100,000% wrong. <laughs> it's, he's totally in the minority. Well, maybe not. Sadly, more and more people today seem to only care about themselves and not have any consideration. I mean, that's, that's the epitome of, and he said it, right, He look out for you. And don't worry about others, but if more people looked out for themselves, i.e. what they do to others, then we wouldn't have, we, you guys wouldn't be having this conversation. It, it doesn't have to have a skin condition. Just keep your arm away from my arm. Why, why, is, why <laughs> that, is it? Okay. Why, I don't even think right it needs to go Dave, there, Cap. David, I agree with you there. Stay in your space, and I'll stay in my space. Exactly. And we'll, we'll both be equally uncomfortable for the trip. Exactly. <laughs> David, I agree. Stay in your space. Don't touch me. I won't touch you. We're good. I agree with you, David. Let's go to Islands and Brea. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, David, I'm with you, man. Thank you. Thank you so much. All I'm saying is everybody should just cons just care about other people enough to say, if my I have this terrible skin condition on my arm, I shouldn't wear a sleeveless shirt on a plane because it's really gross and I'm going to touch somebody See, with my arm. You, am I the only one that's hearing how Cap is adding another layer I was and another layer and another layer? This is, this is what layer. Cap does. So first it started how off as like... How do you guys like, deal with this every day? This guy's weird prickly skin. And then it turned into this guy with like a rash or some kind of skin condition. And then I it turned into... I said it from into, the beginning. He's got psoriasis on his arm. Well, now uh, it turned into an open wound. Yeah, that disgusting. I mean, it was oozing pus, pus on the arm. Right, gross. right, right, was, right. Oh, oh, it was disgusting. And gizmos coming out of there. Gremlins are there. It's just getting worse as, the, like as the, the time goes on. That's like the story. Is in his the story is getting worse too, man. Oh, I'm man. telling you right now. Be polite to people, man. Come Cap. on. That's why I cover up. Stop being cheap. Buy first class and you'll be by yourself. You say stop being cheap, but let me tell you something, pal. Um, have you seen what flights cost all of a sudden? Nah, I have other people pay for it. Oh, really? Well. <laughs> He's on that. He's got the Sedano yeah. tips. Really? Yeah, yeah. In the contract. Yeah, the people that pay for it are Sedano. <laughs> all right. Hold on a second, everybody. Uh, coming up. Coming up. Stay on our, the clock. Our man Beto here is an avid golfer. So no, no, good... no, 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 no. I'm a hacker that just likes to have fun. 
All right, an avid hacker. Yes. Man this of the is people. Good. This is good for me, though, because this week is the PGA keep score. Championship. I don't care. Okay, I want to talk about the potential cancellation of Phil Mickelson because this oh. is the tournament that he won a year ago when he was 50 years old, and a year ago he was being celebrated, and today the defending champ can't come back because he's virtually being canceled. We'll get to that story next. This is Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. <laughs> yeah that's my jam from cleveland bone thugs are they from cleveland sure oh, are yeah. east 1999 nice Lindsay, did i tell you about my cleveland trip that i have coming up oh uh, no when are you going there uh september i want to say 17 18 you're gonna love this you ready i'm ready my son's college football team West Liberty University from Wheeling, West Virginia. Yeah. Against Notre Dame. Oh, Notre Dame College. Oh, of, yeah. Yeah, Notre Dame of Cleveland. Right. Yeah, yeah. Notre Dame College. Right. Yeah, I actually used to run the board for Notre Dame College games like way back in the day. No way. Yeah. So, so a friend of mine is, played volleyball there. Yeah. yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. you guys, you're going to love this, Lindsay. You ready? So, Saturday, West Liberty versus Notre Dame of Cleveland. And then on Sunday, the Browns home opener against the New York Jets. So I got a Saturday college game with my son, and then Sunday is the Browns game. And you guys, I, well, you I mean, better you probably don't know this, but my college roommate is the offensive coordinator of the Cleveland Browns. So I got back-to-back football games in Cleveland on Saturday and Sunday, September 17, 18. Cap, I got to meet you out there for that. Make, like, a thing of it. Dude. At least go to the game. I would love to have you come. You know, it's funny. One of the hosts, because uh, they, you know, Good Karma Broadcasting, I'm fairly certain that they still air the games, at least uh, the Notre Dame College games, online, the play-by-play. Mm-hmm. Um, and the morning the morning show host of Good Karma Broadcasting in Cleveland, his son is the play-by-play guy for Notre Dame College. Oh, there that's cool. That's really cool. Beto, I know you love this kind of stuff. I know you love, What like, does your son play? Is he a kicker also? Yeah, he's a field goal kicker. It's nice. a, a Division II school. You know, he was at that's Saddleback awesome. College hey. down in Mission Viejo hey. last season. It's a good school right there, Saddleback. Yeah, yeah. and then... Um, oh, hey, you know, hey, here you go. The following day, if you're going to the Browns, Browns yeah. uh, tight end, halfback Johnny Stanton went to Saddleback. Oh, really? Yeah, Johnny Stanton played at uh, Rancho Santa Margarita, and he's now on the Browns. Great dude. He's from, uh, yeah, Santa Margarita. Same. He went to school the same time as uh, 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 Clay, I believe. Oh, no, Trace. So he was down there. And, yeah, so Johnny's a great dude. Uh, I used to call his high school games, but yeah, he's on the Browns. So there you could go. I got, I got a guy for you, dude. Well, like you said, you always got a guy. I got a guy. T- I got a guy for everything too. Somebody said to me the other day, "Yo, you got a carpet cleaning guy?" I'm like, I got a guy for everything. You need a guy? I got a guy. I got all the guys. 
I'm a guy guy. Feel me? I got you, man. All right. Hey, let me ask you a question. Um, are you following what's going on this week for the PGA Championship? And- no, no, no. I am. Uh, okay, so I am out there golfing. I'm out mm. there hacking. I'm out there messing around. But and I'll watch. But I don't. I mean, I'm completely honestly. I'm not watching the news. I'm not paying attention to the news. I mean, I follow the accounts. So I don't really know uh, what's going on. I I have no clue what you're talking about. Okay, so. What I'm talking about is not the PGA Championship. It's not Tiger Woods being, you know, a big long shot in the event. It's, it's not golf. It's this Phil Mickelson story. Like, I can't wait for this Alan Shipnuck book to come out. I don't know who Alan Shipnuck is other Sports than he's like some, right, some writer from SI. Yeah. But the story of Mickelson essentially not being invited to play in a tournament where he is the defending champion. And I know the way it's been described is Phil has chosen to not show up at the event, doesn't want to deal with the media and the circus and everything else. But I'm kind of thinking that the PGA Tour said to Phil, hey, look, I know you're the defending champ, man, and if you want to come play and deal with it, you can. But it would be much better for everybody involved if you kind of stayed away. And so this has to do with what he said a few weeks ago, right? Like, what's going to come out of the book? Like, some controversy. I, 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 I'm not even acting like that. I have no idea what he said. I just know that he said something controversial. I didn't pay attention to it, but the, what I part, read in the book was that he lost, what, $40 million in gambling, right? Well, that's the, 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 the story. The that came out. Right. The story that has come out so far is, is that he had or has uh, $40 million worth of gambling debt. And people hear that and they go, well, so what, man? Phil Mickelson, what's he probably worth? Half a billion dollars, right? I mean, what's 40 million? Yeah, okay. But still, really, 40 I mean, million, 40, million, 40 million is still right. It's like crazy that's money. De- that's degenerate. Yeah, right. I mean, today there was a story that came out where Jim Nance from CBS Sports was telling the story how um, every year a bunch of like broadcasters and PGA players all get together for a fantasy football draft. And the way the story was reported is that Nance is telling them, Hey, look, Phil is so crazy competitive when it comes to like gambling, even in fantasy sports, that um, Phil thought he won the league because this is back a couple years ago. Alvin Kamara was his running back, scored six touchdowns against the Minnesota Vikings, and Phil shot to the top of the leaderboard and was about to win this fantasy football league. And then somebody had Josh Allen, who had some monster performance, and that guy wound up winning the league. But Phil had already sent out tons of emails just kind of bragging about his win and uh, and how much money he was going to win. And Nance said that when he lost, his head was so screwed up from losing that he couldn't play golf for like the next three, four events on the West Coast Swing, San Diego, L.A., Hawaii, whatever. And that, that his head is so wrapped up in gambling. And listen. It's a disease for him. Well, I don't know that anybody's ever like diagnosed it as such, but man, when you got $40 million in gambling debt, come on, that is a problem. That's when you call 1-800-GAMBLER. That's what you do right there. I mean, they have that number in the casinos everywhere you go. It's, But that's when you know that you have the bankroll that you can do whatever you want. So he's not doing it to make the money. He's doing it for that rush. Like, that's what – like I we, okay, we all know those guys that will gamble on anything, anywhere. Uh, one of them was in our group chat. We call him Enfermo. He's sick. And we say where he'll bet coin flips. You know, like – you, you go play golf and it's like, all right, uh, the tee, who's going first? I'll bet you five bucks. I won. You know, like stuff like that. 
But it's a dollar or two here where you just know that you can entice him to bet on anything. Hey, I'll I'll race you down. Like, dude, we're in our forties. Why are we racing? You know, like things like that. Um, Phil, he's not being invited because he's a jerk. Like the little bit I've heard is, hello, his nickname is Fig Jam, right? Like people don't like him, so his comeuppance is happening. Because he's treated people so bad for so many years, it's stay away. And who's speaking up on his behalf to say, no, 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 I want him here? Nobody. Well, pretty much nobody. Although, I will say, Rory McIlroy explained a little bit about why he's recently kind of backed off, like, Phil, get lost kind of. Because a lot of these PGA players have been like, hey, Phil, get out of here. You know, you want to go play in Saudi Arabia? You want to go make all that money? You want to battle against the PGA Tour? We don't want any part of that, so go. Here's what Rory McIlroy had to say about Phil Mickelson. Wait, hold, on, hold on, hold on, Rory McIlroy is, for the people who don't know golf? He's a PGA Tour player. He's a really great player. Okay. From, that, where, from where? Is he from Scotland? Okay. Yes. No, I'm yeah. just saying, because there's people listening right now that don't know these guys, Cap. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, I, I figure that's kind of a name people might recognize. But if you're if you're not a golf guy, I mean, you, we're going to know Tiger or Phil, but... So is he a guy whose voice is out there? He's a big voice. I think so. Okay. I think All I right. think Rory McIlroy is is enough of a star on the PGA Tour that um, his his voice sort of matters in this okay, equation. Okay. Right. Yeah. Here, let's hear what he said. You know, he's made decisions, and you know, he's had to live with certain consequences of that. But I think at this point, it's like, you know, okay, there you, people could say there were some actions, but for the most part, they were words, and. I think people can be forgiven for words and you know I came out a little strongly against them right at the start but then my stance has definitely softened over the last few weeks and you know Phil Mickelson has been a legend of our game for the last 30 years and I certainly don't think he should be shut out of the game you know I think whenever he comes back he should be more gracious I guess is maybe the word it's it's you know he said some bad things and offended some people but I don't think that that makes it right to completely shut him out of the game of golf. Mm, yeah, I mean, he, he's talking about Phil Mickelson being canceled by the PGA Tour. I, Beto, you said it, man. I mean, a lot of people, for the longest of times, he has presented himself as wholesome and family-oriented and real and human. And, um, you know, behind the scenes, you know, PGA players who will talk will say he is a jerk. You know, he is he is not well I mean, liked there's in been the locker room. Plenty of the stories, right? I yeah, listen. Um we'll see what comes out in this book, but I, I, I I've told this story on the air before. He was he was a member, Phil, at a very, very famous rich guy's country club out in the desert. Yeah. A lot of LA like movie studio executives and tons of superstar athletes like Tom Brady and and all kinds of like young, wealthy guys. And a friend of mine happens to be a member of that club and told me this story, which I think is pretty good source, that Phil told his wife about some of his secrets before the book comes out. So yeah. kind of heading it off at the pass, right? Yes. Winds up telling his wife, oh, all these other guys are involved too. You should see what these other guys are doing. And according to this guy, she came walking into the restaurant one day at the club and started airing out all these dudes in front of each other. And Phil's no longer a member of that country club. Like, they kicked him out. Yeah. When you've been, you know, a mentor of mine, Jeff Proctor, over the years told me, remember what you taught in kindergarten? Be nice and play well with others? Like, use that as an adult also. And Phil has not done that. And, you know, when people are waiting for anything to find a way to get rid of you, they're going to find it. Like, we've all been fired, right? You know, And you get fired 
for the dumbest thing. I've never been fired, by and the way. You never get, been fired, Linz? No. In the radio business, never been fired? Nope. Oh, I've been fired a bunch. Yeah. Well, in, okay, we've been let go from places, right? No, I was legitimately just fired. And it's like, Jay, wait a minute. That's what you were looking for? Like, that's the deal? Not the other stuff? But it's just waiting <laughs> for something. You know, this was happening in a field. People over the years, he's treated people wrong. He's done people wrong or he owes them money or he's just been rude, whatever it is. And it's all coming down and crashing on him. So I hear what Rory's saying. Like, damn, but that's all he said. But then when you have a history of it and when you have the powers that be or and especially the last year when he won his last uh, PGA, right? Yep. His attitude was so flippant about a lot of things. Like, mm, okay, Phil. Yeah, you're the old guy who went cool. It, remember, his Twitter became funny and stuff like that. But then he was taking those jabs at the same time. I was like, all right. And here it is. I, if he's not there, I mean, I get what you're saying. You know, he's a legend in the game. But if he's not there, they're still going to move on. Oh, no, dude. Nobody's no, yeah. bigger than the game. Right. And, and listen, and Tiger... Has uh, has not exactly had that sort of a stance like Rory's had. I mean, Tiger has just continued to kind of be like, okay, well, I mean, I had my problems, and um, and now I've made my comeback, and I'm making yet another comeback, and uh, I've got virtually no compassion for Phil. We'll get back into but, it. Uh, also, uh, has Phil ever like kind of owned up anything? Has he ever kind of you know say, oh, mea culpa, any of that? I don't really think so. Does he know the word sorry? I'm not so sure about that, and um, I'm telling you, it's almost as if golf is canceling one of its biggest stars. Coming up next, though, it is time for a game of Radio Tinder. What has Lindsay prepared? We will all find out together next. Beto is in for Sedano. It's Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this, too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Oh, I was going to rock out to that. Yeah, that was a good intro right there. Music for a minute. That's Doo, right Yo. Was that the uh, Beverly Hills 90210 yeah. theme? Yeah. Nice. You know where it was filmed at, Cap? Tell me. Torrance High School. Beverly Hills 90210 was used at Torrance High. If Sedano were here, he'd say, I love Torrance. Uh, Torrance hey, is my favorite city, other it, than Downey. Torrance is my favorite. It is. Torrance, right, home of Delamo Mall, baby. Because you could get anything in Torrance. Yeah, right, yes, right. you can. And, and you know, the, when they used to film there, you know, Jason Priestley was there because all the girls were talking about going to watch them and hopefully get a glimpse of the guys at 90, the 90210 people. So we were like, we're in junior high. We're like, whatever, man. We don't need them. Take the Torrance Transit. Shout I, out to my boy David Lasher, who was on that show. Who? Who? David Lasher. Well, let me guess. That was like the guy with the blonde curly hair that nobody really cared about. No, no, that was okay. Ian. That's um, Ian Ziering. Right, Ian right. Ziering. Yeah, hey, no, remember no. his uh, Steve Sanders. Steve Sanders. Wasn't it Saunders? 
No, Sanders. It was a Sanders? Yeah. Yeah, that's Ian Ziering. Ziering? So, so who, who was your guy? What did he do? David Lasher. He was like the first guy on the show. Like He was like the gay character. And he was like, like that was like the first time they introduced somebody who was gay, you know, on the show. And I so my boy David Lasher played uh, that character. I remember when uh, they didn't want to play the football game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was uh, because it was like Dorsey and Banning had a shootout, but it was based off of that. And like, oh, no, we're going to invite the school to the the dance. Come on now. I used to love that block of TV, though. 90210 into Melrose Place. So you had kind of like the high school version and then the grown-up version of the exact same show. Yeah, I didn't watch that. I was yeah, too, I watched I was it. too young. Of course you did. But no, yeah, I, but I, I heard Melrose Place was was jamming. Melrose Place was fire. You hear fire, that? Hey, that's the way to use it. All right. Yeah, that's right, dude. There you go. Fire. Right. See, see how you said fire and then just stopped. Yeah. Perfect. It was. Tell you fire something else. F. I'll tell you something else. Hey, I saw I saw that ceviche earlier today. Yeah. Look, bussy. Okay. Anyway, time mm. for radio Tinder. Always one one extra. Mm. Oh, right. Time for radio outside. Tinder. Go for All right. It. So. I asked this question yesterday at the show because we had like one second left. And so I want to, Captain, get a chance to answer it. So I want to bring it back up show, today. So right, good, good, good. All right. Yeah. So here we go. Officials in Texas are warning residents about an animal that could be lurking in pool noodles, rattlesnakes. A family hanging out at a pool stumbled upon the reptile when someone picked up a pool noodle and a large rattlesnake fell out. They realized later that there were several baby snakes still inside. Apparently, it's a, not unusual for snakes to see cooler places as the temperatures are rising. So, a little PSA there. Be careful. Check your pool noodles for rattlesnakes, everybody. Have you guys ever had an encounter with a snake? Swipe left or swipe right, Cap? I will swipe right. Um, I want to just be on the record as saying, and I know this will offend a lot of people, I hate snakes. Yeah, there you go, Cap. And let me tell you Who's something offended else. offended by that? Oh, people who own snakes. Oh, and geez. let me tell you something. Anybody out there who owns snakes, that's nope. your deal, that's your business. But nope. I'll tell you something else I hate. People who walk around with snakes on their <laughs> on their neck. You know what I mean? People do that? Oh, dude. Just just go walk one day out in Venice. You're and right. Just look yeah. at all the freaks. Hold on, hold on. Anything in Venice doesn't count. All right. Well, listen. Like, that doesn't count, bro. But, You're but, the freak in Venice for not but, having a snake. <laughs> people who have snakes wrapped around their neck in public, you people freak me out. Because that snake could go snake at any moment. But here's a story for you, Lindsay. Wait, the snake? Right. Yeah, like at any point that snake might decide, you know what? I've decided I don't like you. I'm going to bite you. Or I'm going to wrap myself around you and eat you. That could happen, Beto. You don't think so? Yeah, I don't like snakes. I'm going to swipe right also. Uh, the only thing you need those snakes for are for your boots. Simple as that. Las botas, that's it. Uh, no need to have a snake. Uh, and for people who are out there, like, for example, Cap, I played golf in the desert last week, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it must be a ton of them. Uh, oh, and your ball gets lost in one of those bushes. Get it. You, you see it, and you're like, and then you see the sign. Snakes. Yeah, it's okay. I don't need that Pro V one. Nope. Let's go. Let's get nope. back. Oh, no really? Need. You're playing Pro Vs? Oh yeah, I got a guy. Oh, okay, right. Of course. Wait, you I do. got a, I got a good story about snakes, right? Yep. So I my first my second roommate when I lived out here, uh, I moved into my apartment in Marina del Rey, and one day, probably like three months after I moved in with my roommate, his name was Casey. I'm looking in the fridge, and there's like a prepackaged and sealed little white mouse in my fridge, just like. 
like no, dead mouse with it no, with his hand like no, frozen rigor mortis no, no. in a little package and i was like what the hell is that so i freaked out i took a picture of it and i texted to my roommate and i was like please tell me that you are not actually like a serial killer or you eat mice or whatever and he's like oh no that's spooky's food and i was like who Who's the hell spooky? is spooky no. and he's like oh it's no. my pet milk snake and i was like i had no idea that you have a snake and he had a snake that lived in his little aquarium in his bathroom and i had no idea when we moved in together let me tell you, when I was in college, my college roommate got a, a snake, like a little tiny boa. He thought it was cool. Hey, I'm cool. I'm the quarterback of the football team. I have a snake. Ooh, they're going to do stories about me on ESPN. <laughs> I freaking hated that snake. I didn't want to touch it. I didn't want it around me. They all knew I was afraid of it. So, like, in the middle of the night, they'd put it on me, you know. And I told them, I go, dude, I'll throw that snake right out of the dorm. I do not care how much you paid for that thing. Keep it away from me. Then, of course, it got lost. This snake was lost for a good month until we finally found this thing in a giant pile of dirty laundry. Yeah. I hate snakes. Yeah, what Jake Plummer was your roommate? No, 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 no. Kenny no. Stabler? No, 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 none of those snakes. Yeah. Uh, Cap, did you ever see La Bamba? Of course. All right. You know that scene where Bob and Richie go to Tijuana and he's hung over and he takes him to the curandero, the old man, Tata, okay. and then he's skinning the snake. Mm. That scene where he's just peeling the snake apart. Yeah. And he's to live is to sleep, to die is to awaken. That's the scene right there when you're looking at that. Like old guys like that are should be the only ones that are handling snakes. Yeah. Those or Jake sage the snake Roberts. people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jake, Jake, okay. But Next listen, I, I've gone to the zoo, by the way, and you know how snakes are behind Best, glass, yes. right? Yes. Snakes are behind like big plexiglass, right? Like, I'm the guy that stands there and knocks on the window, like, hey, snakes, hey, snake. And then I give the snake the finger, you know, like, hey, screw you, snake. Cool story, right? Cap. Cool story. All right, next one. Taco Bell is bringing Mexican pizza Who decides back. what's cool? Who, Lindsay, if you decide what's cool. I just said cool story. I'm glad you thought so. Cause, I don't, I mean, cause, what's wrong with you saying cool story? I just no, no, because I give the snake along, the Cap. finger, man. She's Cap, I'm just trying to move the segment cool along. Oh, keep going. We're done with the snake cool combo. Cool story, I like snake bro. stories. Okay, so... <laughs> Anyway, go ahead, sis. How do you Taco do Bell is bringing Mexican pizza back after a two-year hiatus from the menu. The pizza will be available to order starting Thursday, but fans can get it Wednesday through a special offer on the Taco Bell app. The Taco Bell CEO said last month that its Mexican pizza has a long history with the fast food chain, and customers have been clamoring for its return. So, of course, they announced last month that the fan favorite item would be coming back. Taco Bell is also joining forces with Dolly Parton and Doja Cat, of all people, for a musical inspired by Taco Bell's Mexican pizza. It's going to be on TikTok later this month. Are you guys down with the Taco Bell Mexican pizza? And I'm going to start with you, Beto, because, you know, <laughs> you're, you're Mexican. Why? Really. So I want to know, because no. I know you're going to say something about this. You're going to uh, say, well, I'm Mexican, so I have the authority. Uh, no, I'm not going to say that. I'm a Latino light, so I have the authority. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to swipe right. That's one. Because, first of all, I don't even know what Mexican pizza is. Uh, so I'm Googling it right now, looking it up. Um, it says I brought back the Mexican pizza. I only go to Taco Bell because my daughter likes it. So she Does gets, she like Mexican pizza? Uh, she's good. She, I guarantee you she will. Um, I You know what a Mexican pizza is, Beto? No. It's a, it's a tostada, basically. Fiestada. Uh -huh. Did you ever have basically that Basically tostada. Yeah. With what? With just beans and a little beef and like Cheese. vegetables and stuff. Yeah, that's Cheese. cool. Yeah. I mean, look, look, look. If people like Taco Bell, good for you. Go eat it. it like, I'm not one of those like Mexicans. Like, oh, it has to be authentic. No. Look, if you like it, it's convenient, and you got a two bucks, and you get that dollar menu, go for it. Go have fun with it. Great value. It, but is it great value? 
absolutely. A bean and cheese burrito from Taco Bell hits the spot. You don't need to go to these all these authentic this, authentic that. Now forget that. If it tastes good, why not? So That's if the right. Mexican pizza tastes good, go for it. It's your palate. Just like Cap on the on the plane. It's your seat. Do whatever you want. It's your Taco Bell. Do whatever you, you want. You do you. How about you, Cap? I'm so glad to hear you say all of this, Beto, because the obvious answer would be like, no way, man. That's not real. That's not authentic. But I will say this. I can't remember the last time I was at a Taco Bell, maybe in Big Bear, after a day of skiing, when I pulled in and was like, yo, can I get a dozen hard shell, like regular old school tacos with yeah. like the meat and the cheese and the lettuce yeah. and the oh, sour cream? Oh, you got to go Doritos Locos if you're going hard shell. Yeah, there's the Doritos. Um, there's there's two, aren't there? Isn't there the Cool Ranch? And then yeah. there's the yeah, and then the regular nacho cheese. Yeah, yeah. but but I will food. say, yeah, it's it so total good. stoner food. That's great for that. Which Perfect. is Mexican pizza from from Taco Bell. But I'm not I'm not into it at all. Well, I am. Why no funny story? Long time ago, back when I like I had like a stoner brief stoner period in high school, and I had Taco Bell for like the first time because we never ate fast food growing up. My parents like wouldn't let us, so I had Taco Bell the first time, and I was definitely stoned. And I was like, oh, my God, this is the best food I've ever had in my yeah. life. And then I went back when I wasn't stoned, and I was just like, oh. It hits the spot. Hey, uh, but is it pizza or pizza? Funchinos. Pizza. Pizza. But you hear people say yeah. pizza. Yeah. There yeah. it is. There it is. All, All right. right. What else you got, Lynn? Last one real quick here. Moving uh, along. Moving along. I'm going to cool make story. this one a big deal or no deal yeah, since really. we're cutting cool that story. out today, okay? Pearl Jam was in Oakland over the weekend, and they continued their U.S. tour to promote some of their new music. Cap knows he was there last weekend. Mm -hmm. uh, the band was unfortunately hit with some tough news ahead of their most recent show, as their drummer, Matt oh, Cameron, yeah. got COVID before the concert. Yeah, yeah. So it left the group like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? We don't have our drummer. Well, rather than cancel the show, Pearl Jam came up with the best possible solution. They got Kai... Newkerman's, a local high schooler, to fill in for Cameron on stage. The youngster was actually scouted out by lead singer Eddie Vedder's daughter, Olivia, who found him on YouTube. He plays in a band called The Alive. Is this a big deal or no deal, Cap? It was a huge deal. Um, so I, I actually read a lot about this story because I was blown away by it. Same, same. So, look, here's this kid, and the story goes like this. He had met Eddie Vedder's daughter at a party a couple years earlier, he had her phone number in his phone when he found out that Pearl Jam's drummer got COVID. He found her number. He texted her and said, hey, would you tell your dad that if he needs me to play tonight, I will. The um, tour manager sent him a text and said, send us a video of you playing one of our songs. He did. They're like, okay, come on down. And so the kid comes down, and they put him on stage for a song, and Eddie Vedder's like, hey, everybody, this is Kai. Hey, Kai, this is everybody. And this kid... You talk about just giant cojones. This kid went up there and jammed out of his mind, and I watched it, and I loved it. I thought it was so cool. In fact, Lindsay, I'll have you know, I'm rocking my Pearl Jam t-shirt today because I loved that story so much. Cool yeah. story, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kid's like, what, 18? Something like that. Yeah, and he had great opportunity. Good. Is this like a journey story almost? Uh, you know, like, you know, how they found that your lead singer now? Right. Uh, no, right, but that right. was like an audition, right? Those tryouts for that. No, no, no but is... he was, wasn't he all over oh, yeah, like YouTube? Yeah, so, yeah, he was. Yeah, that, the Filipino guy for Journey. Yeah. Yeah. Arnell, yeah. Arnell. Oh, yeah. So, no, but this is more like this, Funch. It's like, hey, uh, Lakers, we only got four guys. Hey, I know, um, you know, I'm, your dad's on the, the coach, right? I, I can play. I got shoes. Right. I'm, on the, I'm on the local YMCA yeah. team. And no, the JCC in, team. And he started nailing the shots. And it was pretty cool. I'm a big Pearl Jam fan because in high school, 
You know when you make that transition and start listening to different music? Because this was in the 90s, and I would only listen to Power 106, right? The hip-hop and all that other stuff. And then I got in, got to high school, started playing baseball, and a good friend of mine, Carlos De La Torre, and his, he had a Volkswagen Golf, and he plays Pearl Jam. And I hear Jeremy, and I'm like, whoa, what is this? Because I've heard Journey, and I heard the older music my, my siblings would play. I'm hearing Journey and Jeremy just mad at the world, and I'm like 15. I'm like, heck yeah, man, this is my stuff right here. And uh, you know, what was the thing where you used to order the CDs for like a, a penny or whatever yeah, it was? I don't oh, remember yeah. what that was called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was that called? Oh, Columbia House? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Right. yeah. oh dude, I love that. I, I, I got me money. some. I got a Nirvana. I got Pearl Jam, and I love Pearl Jam to this day. So black, and anytime I hear Jeremy, I'm like, Jeremy. So my boy loves to this day. He'll say, hey, Pearl Jam's in concert. I'm like, oh, By the way. It. I'm glad you mentioned the song Black, because let me tell you something. When you go see Pearl Jam in concert and they play Black, that yeah. is like the religious moment when Eddie's like, I'm spinning, whoa, 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 I'm spinning. That is the climax of a Pearl Jam concert. At least it is for me. All right, yeah. listen, final segment coming up next. Then we're going to hand it off to the Western Conference hey, hey, Finals Cap, of the hey, NBA Cap, playoffs. Yes, Cap, sir. You're doing pretty good, man. Bring it home, baby. I'm going to bring it home in Look, a big way. Don't, don't fall. Don't no, fall. no, bring I'm not going to. You ready strong. for this? You're strong. Okay. Finish strong, baby. Come on. The Rock has signed a deal with ESPN. The Rock has signed a deal with ESPN. What for? Let's get to that story coming right back. Beto's in for Sedano on Sedano and Cap on ESPN 710. Oh, by the way, just as I was going to the break, now i got to do the advocates. I'll do that happily. Hey, so I've, I've told the story. Beto, you're going to love this. You ready for this? A friend of mine got divorced, and his ex-wife, who he was paying a lot of money to every month, she got remarried. And so then all of a sudden, he didn't have to pay her anymore, so he stopped making the payments. Well, turns out when she got remarried, she had a big wedding. They stepped on the, the glass afterwards. Everybody said mazel tov. I mean, it was a really big event. He stopped paying. He's driving down the road one day. He gets pulled over, and he gets arrested on the side of the street. He's like, I, what What I do? I was, what, I missed a, a stop sign? You're arrest me for that? Turns out that he stopped paying, so they, they had him as a deadbeat dad. He's like, what are you talking about? My ex-wife got remarried. She never actually went through with the paperwork to get married. It was all just kind of a big show. Guys, I'm here to tell you this right now. Divorce can get ugly. People's feelings get hurt. People's internal chemistry changes, and then you got to deal with this kind of stuff. That's why you need the right legal team behind you, because as a man in the state of California... You've got your rights, okay? You deserve to see your children. If your children are being kept from you, you got to have the right attorney. Let's talk about the Dadvocates. I'm not going to give you a phone number. I'm going to make it easy for you. Just a website, thedadvocates.com, a statewide California law firm specializing in the rights of men. So, guys, if you're going through anything having to do with divorce and family law, let's make sure you go to that website, thedadvocates.com, like Advocates for Dads, thedadvocates.com all together. You ready? TheDadvocates.com. We're back in two. Hold on, Cap. Oh. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, Depeche Mode for you? Tell me yeah, this is here. This is more of like a, this is a Sedano band. Uh, me right here, man. My boy Steve Hogan is listening right now. Requested this. Orson Morrissey, The Smiths. Oh, yeah, The Cure. We got it all, man. Tell me you don't have some moose in your hair when you put, come on. Dude, I got a ton of moose in my yeah, hair. Yeah, Cap right here. Yeah, I used to Feeling love good. moose. Yeah. More of a gel sort of a glue guy now glue guy huh yeah there's like i need a little like glue on the side for to like wig? like get get down my hair you know <laughs> like why would... 
<laughs> he just accused you of wearing a wig. <laughs> well, he said glue. Like, why yeah. would you need glue? Yeah, when hair? I say glue, I don't know that it's like uh, Elmer's glue, and I don't think it's like super glue. It's some kind of like hair stuff that's like, like I don't know, it's glueyish. Gluey. Is that a word, gluey? Yeah, it's a cap. Yeah, it's just a description of glue. It's kind of gluey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, your age, you got hair, you're feeling good, baby. Yeah, no, I'm feeling really good. As a matter of fact, I think I may have, uh, I don't know if I told you this or not, but a couple weeks ago, no, nah, it was a little longer than that, maybe a couple months ago, I got a haircut. And I got this little, like, like I think they call it a widow's peak. Is that what it's called? Like, where, yeah. like a little Eddie Munster thing. Uh-huh. You know, in the front of my hair. And it was just driving me nuts, man. I'm like, I don't like this. So I said to my girl, I said, can you, like, wax that or something? No. Because she'd already gotten my nostrils and my ears, you know? She waxed my nostrils and my ears. And yeah, she's but, giving me this. Yeah, but what? The widow's peak? Yeah. So I was like, yo, can you wax that and get rid of it for me? She's like, you serious? I'm like, yeah, I am. So she takes this, like, wax. Same stuff she used on my nose and my ears. And she waxed this widow's peak, right? And she yanked it off. When she did it, Beto... She went back about two centimeters too far. So now, rather than having like a normal looking forehead, I had one of these giant five heads. You know, I, I, I mean, it was ridiculous. So for months, normal, my girl, normal? Am, am I, oh, not normal. This is, this is stupid. And my girlfriend's like, what the hell did you do to your forehead? I told her, I'm like, this widow's peak thing, it was driving me nuts. I felt like it looked stupid. So I asked her to wax it off. She's like, no, you're 50 years old. Guys your age don't try and have less hair. They need more hair. Exactly. So, I know. I felt pretty dumb. But it finally grew back. Finally grew back. Oh, huh, well. We're a hat. I'm feeling pretty good about it's it It's like right when, now. uh, <laughs> my, my sister's going to hate this, but she doesn't listen. She doesn't care. Yeah. Uh, she was a teenager, and she was plucking her eyebrows, and she plucked it way too thin and was yelling at my other sister, uh, Gloria, oh, my God, oh, my God, is it going to grow back? And she had, like, the, the really thin uh eyebrows and i was like oh you know me i'm not making fun of her at all and i just said it on the radio but that was you captain i was like oh my god is it gonna, is it gonna grow back is it i gonna think grow back? i think most women around my age um give or take five years definitely overplucked their eyebrows oh, at some yeah. point i did it when i was in like eighth grade because i had really really thick eyebrows and i was so like embarrassed and self-conscious of them so Pencil i would thin. pluck them so small because it was in back then like you know yeah. like pamela anderson it was thin. and now here i am all these years later where i have to get the microblading because <laughs> at some point they just stopped growing back <laughs> yeah there's a whole generation of yep. females in la where yep. they know about the sharpie but they look like they look good now though don't they hey. you'd never know that they were I'll like tattooed on there oh you got a tattoo very nice it's, well microblading lasts for like two years very nice Lindsay very nice. wants me to get microblading yeah you should cap like I should What are you laughing at, Funch? The she wants me to get my pictures of mine are like <laughs> I want to see it done. Please. It's impressive. I actually saw the girl that does mine, I will send you a picture. She posted one of a guy's the other day and he looks so different. He looks great with his eyebrows done. I know, I've only got like half eyebrows. Like the second half of my eyebrows, I don't know, like I've gone eyebrow bald. Listen, eyebrows <laughs> will change your face. Have you ever seen the pictures of like Angelina Jolie where people like swap out different eyebrows? And it's like, wow, it's crazy how different people look with different eyebrows. What a conversation. Uh, <laughs> what a conversation. Well, you know what, though, Beto, in the, in the circle of trust, in the Sedano and Cap circle of trust community on Twitter, the stuff we wind up talking about and the stuff that people hear and then comment on, oh, yeah, it's, it's just, it, it's, this is right up everybody's alley. Like, hey, hey, Linz, even like Casper Vila here, 
was talking about my guy David Lasher on 90210, and they've got a picture of David with Ian Ziering, because you were like, is that the blonde guy with the curly hair that nobody cared about? The reason I know that guy was because I had a 90210 doll, and and like nobody wanted the the blonde guy, you know? Like, that one was the only one that was ever left on the shelves. Yeah, nobody wanted the Steve doll. Not even, uh, what was her name? Kelly? Oh, she was cool. No, who's the one that, that Steve liked? Yeah, it was Kelly, right? Yeah. I mean, it's been so long, I forget. Yeah. yeah. Uh, nobody yeah. liked Andrea Zuckerman. Nobody liked what? Andrea Zuckerman. That you are not lying about that. Yeah. Oh, Journalism yeah, Andrea. <laughs> she was like the editor of the paper, Andrea? Yeah, I, yeah. I, knew, I knew somebody like that. Yeah. Still do. Hey, let me, uh, let me say this. I, I mentioned it before the break that The Rock has signed a deal oh, yeah. with Disney. What, and another mo- Jumanji 5? No, good guess. Any others? Uh, Aladdin 6? Another fantastic guess. Uh, I don't know what other movies has he done. I mean, he's done everything, right? Right, but but think about this: Jungle Book Four, all phenomenal guesses. Phenomenal. <laughs> the thing is, is that if you're The Rock and you've been working with and around Disney, and now all of a sudden, do you know this that that The Rock owns the XFL? Did you know that, Beto? Yeah. So now, ESPN is going to televise XFL football games. So you got to just figure that The Rock has this great relationship with the higher-ups at Disney. He buys the XFL because he believes, as a guy who played college football but wanted to be an NFL player and, and never was good enough to be, and probably, I know this is the way I feel, like I love these alternative football leagues because it gives guys a chance to play when... For whatever reason, they haven't been able to make it to the NFL, but there's still talented ball players out there. They just don't have a place to go play. So The Rock bought the XFL. He's got this relationship with Disney. He puts this deal together, and now the XFL is going to be televised on ESPN. What do you think about that? Will, will you watch it? Uh, it means that Disney is going to give him another movie. It means Disney is going to give him another franchise. It's like, hey, Rock, let's work together, and we're going to – Make another movie and we're going to do whatever it is with you. Oh, by the way, we'll also broadcast your games. Uh, but you're going to have to make sure you're part of the broadcast. Just like how Snoop is on the trailer in the beginning, right? It's going to be Rock is going to be heavily involved because he's going to bring the eye, uh, the eyeballs and all that other stuff. Like, And it's also, you notice that normally when somebody announces a broadcast deal, it's always announced for how many billions. We always know the number. For this one, it's like, oh, we're going to broadcast it. No details. Yeah. Actually, I think you, your analysis is actually pretty darn spot on. There, yeah. Right. Yeah. I think you're, you're spot on. Like, like, hey, Rock, we want you to be the star of this new movie. And, and Rock's like, yeah, great. I want to be the star of this movie, too. But I own the XFL. All and right, I so want the XFL on ESPN. XFL mm-hmm. on ESPN coming Sunday with The Rock and Kevin Hart at the broadcast booth. Here we go. <laughs> oh, that'll be great. <laughs> I mean, come on. Well, listen, I got to give the guy a ton of credit, man. Absolutely. Seven yeah. bucks. That's all you need. All right, listen, uh, it is time for us to hand off to Sedano and crew because the Western Conference Finals Game 1 between Dallas and the Golden State Warriors is coming up right here on these airwaves on 710. So, Funch, great job today. Uh, uh, Lindsay, really? Lindsay, really? solid effort. No, um, Lindsay was great. Funch, eh, solid. Yeah, really. All right. Beto, outstanding. Hey, everybody, we're back tomorrow at 4 o'clock, but it's time now for Game 1 of the Western Conference Finals. Peace out, everybody. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI 
to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.